Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it is now. It is now. I'm going to talk to J.D. Ardiaga, one of your favorites, and then we'll get to the team store. He is a favorite. But I should say the team store will also run the merchandise uh, stand at University of Miami baseball games. That's correct. Right? We're excited about it. And we've all... Been through University of Miami baseball for a lot of years, and uh, I, I was telling JD the other night at the basketball game. I was sitting him in, in Isha, and I said, uh, "I have a ticket stub that you signed after beating FSU in Omaha, and it's sitting in my <laughs> yeah. office right now." So it, we go back a long way. Yes. All right, JD Ardiaga, new head baseball coach, University of Miami. JD, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Uh, won't be long. Um, before, I guess, practice starts here soon, right? Yeah, we start. Actually, it was the first day of classes, so we had our uh, our conditioning test this morning at 6 a.m. every pass, and quick uh, team meeting at 2 p.m. after classes, and we're on the field at 2.30, and kind of doing some individual work, and our, our actual first day of uh, practice is uh, February 26th, next Friday. Well, I know that uh, you, um, like other people, the dream about a job this has been a, a dream of yours to be uh, the caretaker of university of miami baseball um what are some of the things that you have learned when you were the pitching coach and a player in this program and then uh the second part of the question would be maybe some of the things that you want to put your own stamp on um you probably have had some time to think about that and uh so maybe some of the things you learn that you want to keep, but also things that you think are important uh, to put your own mark on. Well, you know, I was fortunate, you know, coaching with the, with the Jim Morris, you know, and being his associate head coach for about five, six years there, you know, I learned a lot from one of the greatest to ever do it, right? I mean, yeah. um, his, his game management was, was, was second to none, and I learned a lot about how to, how to run a bullpen in game and, and, and just, you know, strategy throughout as, as the game goes and, um, you know, so, you know, working under him and working under Gino DeMari for the last five years and, and being his associate head coach, it's, you know, I learned a lot from both of those guys, you know, and, and both of them, as a pitching coach, they, they both kind of let me, I was a head coach for the pitchers. Um, they, they didn't, uh, they let me do my job and it was like my staff and, and you know, um, in essence, I was, it was the head coach for those guys. So, um, Again, very fortunate to learn under both of those, both of them, and I'll take a little bit of both guys and, and sprinkle in my own um, ingredients, I guess, and and, and that's going to be my style. And uh, you you were able to put together your staff. You got uh, some former Hurricanes on your staff. Uh, some guys that were also part of the staff the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm very excited about our staff. You know, like I said, we, we retained uh, two guys that are already on staff. Uh, Jonathan Anderson was, which uh, you know, he was our, our or uh, you know player personnel, um, but you know he came to us from from um, from Dartmouth, where he was a you know coaching for ten years and was their recruiting coordinator for seven of those ten years. 
Um, so he, he was elevator recruiting coordinator. And then Brandon Brewer, he was our volunteer coach for the last two years. Uh, we, we kept him on board um, as well. So he brought in some, some familiar old faces. And, you know, Laz Gutierrez, which uh, pitched at Miami from uh, 1996 to, 19, to 98. And, you know, was, most recently was the head coach at Nova Southeastern. Um, but he was, you know, on the bench for the Red Sox when they won you know, the last two uh, world championships. So he brings a lot of experience there. And, and then along with Darren Fencer, also from the Red Sox organization, um, played his ball at, uh, at the Rutgers. And he did a little bit of everything with, with, the, uh, with the Red Sox in the minor leagues where he, you know, was everything from, from manager to hitting coach to infield coordinator, outfield coordinator, base running coordinator. So he's done it all. And in our sport, with the limited number of coaches that you have, you know, it's, it's important to have a guy like Darren like that kind of cover a lot of bases there, you know, and then and bringing Rob Cooper back. Uh, Rob, you know, played and coached in Miami back in the 90s. I was a teammate of mine my freshman year. He was a senior, and, uh, you know, he brings 19 years of, of Division One head coaching experience with him, and, and he's really been my kind of my right hand and really helped, has helped me out a lot and, and off the field issues as far as being a head coach. So I'm really excited about the staff. Love, love the guys. It's a great atmosphere to be around and, and uh, expect great things. Season opens up on uh, February the 16th at uh, Mark Light against uh, NJ New Jersey Institute of Technology. We played them in basketball. You'll open up with a uh, four-game series with NJ IT. Then Central Florida comes in. It won't be too long before the uh, uh, the Gators are here in uh, March. How much changeover did you have with your your roster this year? Uh, I imagine like the other sports, roster turnovers quite. Uh, quite a bit in, in baseball. So what are you looking at with your roster this year? Well, our biggest turnover really came from just the draft, right? We, we lost yeah. uh, our third baseman shortstop for a first baseman, our closer, <laughs> our two setup guys, our right fielder. So we lost quite a bit <laughs> to the draft. Uh, we lost, you know, one to the portal. Um, so, but uh, I think that's, that's, as you know, going to be the new norm. Um, but really we had to fight, you know, the, the draft, which is, it's, it's, for us in our sport, it's it's a normal thing, you know. Um, what hurt us a little bit was not, you know, not having a head a named head coach during that that portal window. It was a tough uh, task to try to, re, you know, bring anyone in from the portal. You don't have a head coach. It's tough to recruit without, without a head coach being named. So, um, but there's a lot of a lot of names to replace. Uh, a lot of good ones and guys that you probably can't replace, like like an Andrew Walters. Because, but you got to do your best and, and try and find somebody to do, that, you know, play that role. But um, yeah, a lot of new faces, but a lot of it's got some talented freshmen that are going to be familiar names really quick. Um, but again, you know, the, the, the experience that we lost, it's uh, tough to replace right away. What will your uh, pitching staff look like? Gage Zeal is back, right? He he was your Friday uh, starter a year ago, a real bulldog on the mound. Yeah, Gage Zeal is back. He'll be the leader of the staff. You know, I, I foresee him being our, our Friday night starter. Uh, again, um, you know, so we've got uh, Rafe Schlesinger coming back, which as, a, as the year went on yet last season, he got better and better and obviously pitched a, a great seven and seven scoreless innings against Texas in that regional. Uh, it's brought him in a little too late and kind of, you know, dug herself a little bit of a hole there. Second inning, but, um, you know, he pitched great there at the end with a bullpen or starting. He's you know, going to be one of our starters this year. And then we've got a couple of new names, the junior college transfer, uh, from Miami Dade coming in a left-hander, Harry Hernandez, and uh, and we did pick up one one uh, portal guy late, um, Drew Dwyer from Lynn University, 
Um, we have a lot of experiences that he's a, you know, a 24 year old senior or grad student. Um, kind of should, should be the guys that I would think are going to round out the, the starting rotation. Um, and then again, in the bullpen, we've got a, a lot of guys that, uh, that we, you know, there's a lot of options, a lot of left, you know, we got a good balance of left-handers and right-handers. We just got to, you know, kind of play those cards right and, and, and piece it together late in the game. While you were mentioning those guys that you lost to the draft, one of those was a, a stalwart for you at third base, Jojo Morales. Uh, not only defense and his hitting for average and hitting long home runs uh, all combined, how, how do you replace him? Eh, you don't. Uh, Senator Andrew Walter, you don't, you don't replace those guys right, right away. We hope, you know, we, we do have a freshman and, and Danny Cuvet, which is, you know, Kind of in the same mold as a Yo-Yo, big, strong, right-handed, you know, power-hitting third baseman. Um, he's got to develop those guys to, to where in three years he is a Yo-Yo Morales. You know, that's, that's our job as coaches, make guys better and develop them. And uh, like I said, we, we do have some very talented freshmen, uh, but, but they're freshmen, you know, and it takes a little time, but they, they're, they're going to be familiar names very, very quick. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time here in this uh, non-conference because, as I mentioned, early – in March, March 1st, it's the Gators. And then right after that, conference play starts with Virginia. And they had a hell of a team last year. So uh, not a lot of time to uh, find out who you have and what you have, right? Well, we'll find out quickly. Like you say, normally, that's our normal schedule. we got, you know, two two weekends where we play, you know, out of conference. And then we got uh, the Gators uh, is always the third weekend of the season. And then then the ACC schedule starts, you know, so. Um, it's a good schedule that I think I want to say maybe our first 17 games are at home. Um, so instead of that, that cooler weather, our first road trip is in, is in mid-March to, to Notre Dame. But uh, you know we're, we're on the we're at home until that point. So um, we're fortunate to to have our you know our home fans. I expect a, you know big crowds as usual and, and excited crowds and and a great atmosphere to play in, in front of. So um, it's a, it's a tough schedule. It always is, but we're fortunate that we can start at home for a good stretch there. Yeah, Florida and Virginia, both of the World Series last year. Florida losing to LSU. Uh, the first 18 at home, uh, page out of the Ron Frazier book, except under Coach Frazier, the first 60 would be at home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, I think ACC was, was a nice just this year. We got our, that's our first two uh, um, weekend series in the ACC are at home. So. And I, I never understood being like at Virginia Tech for the opening weekend at ACC, and it's you know, 30 degrees while it's 70, not 75 degrees in Miami. We're playing that in that type of weather, but I guess they're, they're starting to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first thing we we didn't we don't understand about the ACC. But you yeah. don't have to comment. I don't want you to get fined before you manage your first game. No, no, let's not do that. Yeah. All right. It's always good to uh, good to talk with you. Um, I'll see you on the practice field. I'll come by and visit you. Um, I think I missed the opening weekend, but then I'll be back after that uh, to team up with Weicho uh, this season. Look forward to uh, calling your games, and um, congrats on the job, and uh, look forward to, to watching Hurricane Baseball here in about a month. Yeah, I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks so much, man. I'll see you soon. Okay, that's uh, J.D. Arteaga joining us. Actually, one month from today, Harry, is opening night. We cannot wait. How about that? I'm very one excited month from tonight. For, for J.D. I'll be in Boston, but one month from tonight's opening night. I'm ready. You know, I think baseball season is one of my favorite seasons. You yeah. know, Mark Light Stadium is a environment for the family, for the people just to sit back and relax, watch an inning, watch a game, grab a milkshake, whatever. Josie, you know. it is. It, uh, 
It's rising in popularity. Yeah, but I'm, I'm an Omaha Express. I like the mint. Oh, okay. Well, um, I was going to talk more about the store, but <laughs> I'm kidding. We can talk to you about whatever you want, Joe. We go back a long way. You know, it's funny. That JD said the first 18 are at home, and I'm serious. When they played 80 games, right. the first 60 for Coach Frazier at home, and probably 75 of the 80 were at home. People don't realize uh, realize that when you know going into the ACC took what is it 15, 20 games away from Mark Light Stadium. Right. Well, when you go back and look at those old schedules. When you look at those old schedules. I mean, you know, it's like they're playing Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes every third, night. I mean, almost, yeah, at least they, five they, nights a week. They were the, the professional baseball team of South Florida, to be honest with you. And uh, uh, the other beauty of it was in March, they would play, they play Michigan State on a Tuesday, Maine on Wednesday, Michigan State on Thursday, except Maine and Michigan State were also playing at 2 o'clock in the afternoon against each other. And by the time they got to the 7 o'clock game, they were wiped down. They were also playing on, an, on AstroTurf. Yeah, it was a whole different – That's why he was the wizard. He, One of the many reasons why he was the wizard. There were so many reasons he was the wizard. <laughs> he figured it out, and, he, you know, he worked hard. You know, you had Coach Laranago on earlier, and he reminds me a lot of his attitude towards the fan and understanding how if he wants his stands to be full, he's got to help do that, yeah. come up with plans, ideas, meet the students, meet the fans, and he's always been gracious about that, and Ron was a wizard at that. I mean, he knew how to bring people in and keep them there. Okay, this is a new uh, endeavor for you. Team store, and uh, you've been in this business for a long time the retail business, merchandise business, selling University of Miami products. You are the guy, the king of this. And well, I got a new I, store. I have been doing it, and, and you know, a, a new opportunity came up, and it was an offer, you know, I couldn't refuse. Um, as you see, it's a beautiful yep. store, bigger store. Um, having QAM tonight do the show with great coaches we had here tonight. We, you know, had the city of Coral Gables come in and give us a proclamation and, you know, cut the ribbon at the front of the store. We've, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to start having NIL players in here on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, some big names coming in soon. Uh, custom jerseys. Just It's just, you know, we got used uh, jerseys, worn, game-worn jerseys. So it's going to be a little more of a trying to get, bring some different vendors in, some different looks, some unique looks, and, and some exclusive um, items in the store. Everybody wants to know, how does that work with NIL? You know, 2001, you probably see 25,000 Ken Dorsey jerseys at the Orange Bowl. Fast forward to 2024, will, are you allowed? Is anybody allowed to wear a Cam Ward jersey? Well, NIL. How does that work? There's there's a couple companies um, that you can as a player you can log into or, or you know have them represent you. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's Brandar and there's one team I think. And so what they do is they send out a blanket letter to the athletes, and you can choose to take that company or the other one, and then they help monitor NIL type jerseys. So you know I've been doing this for a long time back in the days where we really could never put names on the back, but yeah. we make custom jerseys and most of the jerseys we ever did were somebody that didn't have a jersey made back in the day with uh, nike and, and even adidas they'd make one or two numbers for the season maybe three if it was a big year you know but the rest of the kids they didn't have their jerseys made and uh so now a lot of the players think that they're gonna make a lot of money off it and and i think there's 
you know, elite players on each team or maybe one per conference, something like that, that sells a whole bunch. You know, you, you can use an example of a Tim Tebow mm-hmm. and there's some of the players that have been really big that sold a lot of jerseys. But most of them, you know, you, you may get a, a the second team punter, the first team punter come in and his family wants 20 jerseys. So now you can do that um, where before we couldn't do that. So we'll be able to custom make the players that are going to be on this list and um, – you know, then there's we're talk. We're talking with some former players about doing some NIL for former players. Oh, cool! So, um, but as we all know, NIL and and this whole world is different than what we were around mm-hmm. and what we you know are used to. But I still contend that more kids are going to want to come in and get a kid's jersey. They're number twenty five on their little league baseball team, and they want number twenty five with their last name on it. You know, or you know, a father came in and his favorite player was Ken Dorsey, so he may want a number eleven with his last name on the back of the jersey. Oh, I'm looking right over your shoulder at the uh, baseball jerseys and the basketball jersey right next to it. So you've got some sharp stuff in you know, there. The, the baseball jerseys are really great. I mean, because, yeah. you know, most people can wear those, okay? Mm-hmm. The football jerseys. A little tight? Very tight. I mean, it's funny. We watch. Kind of look at that number four over there wondering who's going to squeeze into that. It ain't me and ain't John Bryan. Well, without shoulder Sorry, pads. John. Without shoulder pads, nobody fits into yeah. very easily. You know, I mean, we get kids in here that, that can wear them that are like ten years old, and they go on pretty easy. But you know, you get a teenager, a grown man, and it's more fun to watch them try to take the jersey off. You know, because it's really very constrictive without the shoulder pads. But you know, they're great collector items and uh, something to talk about. And you know, we're hoping to have some authentic NIL jerseys that a player that actually wore one will be able to sign it and be able to do some things with that as well. Okay, so. Um we're at the uh, team store tomorrow. You're open. Tip off at seven, and uh, so t- tomorrow is orange or green. So depending on where you sit, um, the chart can be seen online or come in the store. And by the way, it, we have a promotion on game day and the day after. Mm-hmm. Show your ticket, get thirty percent off. So you can come in and get an orange or green shirt tomorrow and save thirty percent. Okay, sounds good. But we want to fill the, the, st- the arena and, yep. and be loud and proud and, and run Florida State back to Tallahassee. You know, I've I've seen, I don't know how many games. Where I've looked at the crowd and went, wow, look at that! It's gold and gold and black. Every other section, gold and black, or you know, whatever, purple and yellow. I'm like, that's pretty cool. How do they do that? So we're gonna try tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that earlier tonight with the marketing department stuff. You know, I don't know where we'll be tomorrow. I don't know if the words got out enough, mm-hmm. but. We were talking about it. it's cool to see the way they segment the, the stadium by either arena or, or football stadium by color. And people, you know, after a while, they learn what it is and they do it. So I think this is the first of hopefully many times that we try to color coordinate the, the fans in the stadium. Okay. Well, thanks for having us here tonight. Well, thank you for coming here. and Come back and do it again. All right. Harry Rothwell, Hurricanes Team Store. Thanks to Katie Meyer, Jim Laranega, Dan Radikovich, J.D. Artiaga, our great engineer, John Bryant. And Danny Garcia, our producer, tomorrow we'll all be together again. You and me. I don't think Garcia. Garcia, you're not with us tomorrow, are you? Or are you? Or are you? Oh, we got Vladimir. No last name, just Vladimir. Tomorrow, Vladimir. So the three of us plus Robinowitz will be at the Watsko Center on our sister station, AM 790. Waxy 790 tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Miami and Florida State. Saturday, 12 o'clock back here on QAM for Miami and Syracuse. Our section's wearing orange. Our section's wearing orange. You looked yes, it up, so I have to wear orange tomorrow. Yes. But I had white all picked out. Go orange. I, I go orange you got to come pick out a shirt tonight before you leave. I get a little superstitious. Like, if you lose on a certain color, do I wear it again? Yes. 
people talk about that all the time. I guarantee you, if we wore orange jerseys yeah. and lost, white jerseys and lost, green jerseys and lost, so it's not really. I the drive jersey. myself crazy on that. We've a lot won, of people do. We've won wearing orange jerseys plenty of times. Yeah. Okay. All right, Harry, thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, Danny Garcia has been our producer. John Bryant, our engineer. Stay tuned. CBS Sports Radio coming up next.